Okay, hello, this is Antmexis. This is the first in a series called That Bio Human Biology Thing. And I'm going to be looking at science inquiry skills that you require for the exam. So to begin with, the first thing to observe is that an observation is an essential part of science. And to understand that when we make observations in science, that leads to an inference. An inference is something that you might think has occurred as a result of your observations. Observations are normally something you see, but they can also be things that you experience in terms of the other senses. From that observation leading to an inference, what you want to do is conduct a testable uh, hypothesis. That testable hypothesis will identify a problem that's come as a result of your observations. In order to collect information for that, you want to, first of all, plan your investigation. In order to plan your investigation, you want to carry out what we call preliminary work. The purpose of preliminary work is to identify the parameters of your investigation. So that would include things such as what things should be kept the same to make it a fair test. The only variable you want to change is the one that you are testing. The other variables need to be kept the same. Sometimes it's not possible to control all the variables. Those variables are known as the uncontrolled variables and you want to minimize their effect as far as possible. In order to make an experiment more effective, you probably want to find out what's been done before. Therefore, you would conduct what we call a literature review. Once this has been done, you will begin to set about writing your hypothesis. Your hypothesis links or relates the independent variable, the one you control, so you could suggest I control it, it's the input variable, with the dependent variable, the one which you measure. The one you measure is not a percentage most of the time, it's something that you actually calculate a percentage from or you analyse in order to process that data. Totals and averages are also processed data and therefore formulate analysis. Therefore, your independent variable should be the one that you control. The dependent variable is the output, the one that you measure. Both of these, where possible, you will want units. It's not always possible to have units, particularly if it's number of people, for example. Sometimes for something like enzyme activity, it may be something known as arbitrary units that you use. When you conduct an experiment, the independent variable, as I say, is the one that you change. Where possible, you want to set up a control experiment. That is an experiment that you can compare the results against. The control, variable, the control experiment rather, is the, uh, will allow you to see the differences between the results you achieve with your testable hypothesis, sorry, your independent variable and the uh, control experiment. Any difference is caused by the change to the independent variable. And then you can see whether your hypothesis is supported or disproved. We never say that hypothesis is proved because it can't be proved except in mathematical uh, situations where things can be completely accurate. Therefore, we say that a hypothesis is disproved or supported. A hypothesis should be supported by relevant science, and that science should be uh, something that says, or give a re gives a reason, a scientific reason, as to why you came up with the hypothesis you did. When you actually conduct a, um, an experiment, what you should do is you should ensure that the experiment is safe. And so you should carry out a safety check. 
Most of the time you say the experiment was set up safely. Also, you will need to ensure that your experiment is ethical. There are five main criteria for that. First of all, it should be voluntary participation. In other words, the subjects or the participants should not be pressurised to take part in the investigation. Secondly, there should be informed consent. The subject should be fully aware of what the experiment is about to do and therefore have the opportunity to not be involved if they choose not to be. The third area is to reduce the risk of harm. So you would want to ensure that you conduct an experiment where the, you minimise risk as much as possible. It isn't always possible to remove the risk entirely. Fourthly, confidentiality. Now, confidentiality is not the same as anonymity. When we say that it's anonymous, it means that nobody knows who the people are. So sometimes in experiments, information is collected and it's anonymous from the start. This could be done in the questionnaire, for example. When we talk about confidentiality, what we're saying is that the identity of the participants will not be revealed in any published work. So the, exact, the tester knows who the people are, but removes their name from the investigation. All investigations, in general terms, when involving animals, should be valid, justifiable, humane and considerate. Okay, now once an experiment has been conducted, you will need to follow the rules for writing a table should that arise. Sometimes information is presented and you need to put the data in a table. Usually in examination conditions, what will happen is you will be presented with a table of data and you'll be asked questions accordingly. Sometimes you'll be asked to draw a graph of that data. In examinations, ensure that there is always a title to your graph and that title should relate the independent to the dependent variable. The independent variable should be on the x-axis or the horizontal axis and the dependent variable should always be on the y-axis or vertical axis. When you make your points on the graph, try and use a scale that is appropriate. The scale should be more than half of the graph paper. Try not to draw a grid within the graph paper because the whole graph paper should be utilised where possible. And try using uniform uh, measurements such as 5, 10 as opposed to 3, 4 where it's harder to actually plot the point on the graph. Then use a ruler to join the plots. If you have more than one data set, ensure that you can write a key and use different colours for the two different lines that you're drawing. Most information will be continuous in nature, i.e. it will be a line graph. Sometimes, if the data is discrete, then you'll be asked to draw a column graph. Ensure that you know the difference between those two things. So they are the main points to do with uh, investigations. Once you've got your graph, though, or to do with graphing, I should say, once you've got your graph, the next thing that you'll need to be able to do is you'll need to be able to draw conclusions. When we draw conclusions in examination situations, usually there are three points that need to be made. First of all, does the information support or disprove the question that's being asked? Secondly, use data to support that comment from the table if there is a table present. And thirdly, ensure that you make a statement about what the data shows or, it's, or two statements if that's what's necessary. In that way, you will have covered the main points to do with in investigations.
I think they are the main points to do with investigations. Graphs, well, questions to do investigations can be between 8 and 14 marks, usually in a WACE exam, and ensure that you stick to the context of the question being asked. Sometimes people answer in a general way, which doesn't refer back to the information at the beginning of the question. Glean as much information as you can, and be careful of questions such as, uh, what, what was controlled in this, in this question? What that means is go back to the blurb at the start of the question and see what sorts of things were controlled. Then it might say, a second question might say, identify one other thing that could be controlled. Be careful of just going general and saying the environment. What do you mean by the environment? Do you mean the temperature? Do you mean the humidity? So, be in, so ensure that you are precise in the language that you use. This is a short podcast. I hope it's helpful. And that concludes the first of these podcasts on that biology thing, or that human biology thing, I should say. Happy listening. Bye.